Welcome to the Solo to CEO podcast for female coaches who are ready to focus on their expertise and scale their business while their systems do the rest. I'm your host, Rebecca Marioki, a systems and automations expert with a knack for anything on a spreadsheet, a mom of three beautiful kids, including twins, a wife and a business owner. For years, I wanted to be in control of my income and wealth while making impact, but I struggled to see how I could do this while working my hectic corporate job. I dabbled into the online business world, but soon realized that the overwhelm of wearing all the hats in my business meant that I couldn't run things the way I had always done. And that's why I started this podcast, to show you the possibilities of where you could take your coaching business with the right systems in place to better manage your tasks, teams, clients, you name it. Tune in every week for actionable steps to help you go from busy solopreneur to boss CEO so you can scale your business with ease, stay in your zone of genius, and have the time to do the things that light you up. Let's get started. Welcome to episode four of the Solo to CEO podcast. So by now, you should be quite convinced that setting up your SOPs, standard operating procedures, are really one of the building blocks and foundations to creating your operating operating framework and setting up the systems that are really going to allow you to scale and set your business up for long-term success. Let's not also diminish the positive impact of having SOPs on how you manage your team and how you can get them to be more effective in their roles in your business. Okay, so today I want to take you through the seven steps to create and automate your SOP. And if you want to learn more about what SOPs are, why they're important, go ahead and listen to episode three if you haven't to get all those details. Okay, so into the seven steps. First things first, you want to be sure on which SOPs you are going to start with. Now, there are so, so many different SOPs you can get started with. But what I would do is I would um, look at the tasks that are most time consuming currently in my business that you wouldn't mind delegating ASAP. So this is if you don't have a team yet. And if you do have a team, then you can look at the tasks that are most time consuming across your business with your team and start with the ones that really consume time and the ones that maybe require a lot of back and forth and clarity from you when it comes to getting your team members to do those tasks. So you also want to think of the tasks that are necessary in your business, but really aren't high up on the list in terms of whether they're income generating, things like admin, email management, all those are tasks that you want to get off your plate as soon as possible. And you want to minimize the amount of questions that you get from your team members if you do have a team. And if you're thinking of hiring someone, then you want to make sure that If, for example, it is a VA who you are thinking of hiring, that once they get on board, they are very clear on how you want these tasks to be done. Okay, so once you have picked the SOPs that you're going to start with, and I would pick three to five at the very beginning. And then after you've completed those ones, you can then move on to the other tasks, right, in order of how time consuming they are and how much income they're generating for your business. Of course, you want to make sure that as the CEO of your business, 
you have the most income generating tasks on your list, on your things to do, because that's where your time is going to be most valuable. So once you've picked the SOPs you're going to start with, step two is to then brainstorm and outline your SOPs. So maybe you haven't thought of all the different tasks and maybe you haven't done a task audit as yet. So this is your chance to now do that. So for whatever procedure you come up with or whatever task that you want to put a SOP in, you're going to think of what are all the steps that are taken. So think of who is responsible for this task at the moment. And if you are still solo in your business, just put your name. That's okay. How often do you complete this task? What are the critical steps in completing the task? Where are these tasks performed, right? So if there's a tool or, or a location in your online workspace where this needs to be done and where this needs to be completed for follow-up. And if there are any additional resources that can be used to complete this activity, make sure you put it in your brainstorm and outline because you want to make sure if you have a team or if you're planning on delegating this task that they go to those additional resources first before they ask you questions. You want to empower them. And then also think of the FAQs. What are the most common questions that could maybe come up when someone is trying to complete this task? Okay, so as you can see, there are a number of things you need to think through and not just the steps from A to Z of how to complete the activity, right? So this is way more than just a process, but it is really a recipe for how you want this activity to be done. Really, that's the essence of an SOP is really embedding and ingraining your way of doing things and your standards and how you want your business to be run and just making that documented and structured. Okay, so step three is then to organize your SOPs. So you could use a Google Sheet or some form of library where you can easily track what SOPs have have been created, when were they last updated, whether there are any additional documents or resources that that are supplementing the SOP. So for example, you could have a Word document SOP, but there could be an accompanying video with that Word document to supplement the Word document. Okay, so you want to make sure you organize it so that it is easy for people to find and even for you to keep organized and keep track of what has been created and what maybe needs to be created going forward. Okay, the number four is once you've done your brainstorm and outline, you then want to create your SOP format, okay? Or think about what format you're going to use. So maybe you're a visual person and you're finding that writing out a document is just not something you want to do right now. Totally okay. Just do what works for you and you can always outsource the documentation to someone else. In my view, documenting your SOPs are still the best way of creating SOPs because it's easy to edit them and it's also easy to just keep track of everything that needs to be done. If you create your SOPs in video format, it's a bit harder to edit them, of course, but it is still possible. So I would suggest that at the very least you have some documentation and you can always get someone else to transcribe videos if you decide to go the video route in creating your SOPs. 
You could also look at using flowcharts, using graphics. You could even take screenshots as you complete this task or of some of the steps that are taken and how maybe things should look like as the task is being completed. So just think of, you know, different ways of how people learn because people learn differently. So maybe for you looking at a video is useful, but maybe for someone in your team or someone that you hire in the future, they will be much more comfortable with going through a document and referring to any screenshots or images that supplement that document. Hi there, I am interrupting my own episode to give you an exclusive invite to my weekly live trainings on all things system setup, scaling your business with the right foundations and all the tech in between. All this happens in my Facebook group, the Solo to CEO community, and I do have regular guest appearances to help you scale your business even faster. Head over to rebeccak.co forward slash community to jump in or check out the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to welcome you in there. Okay, so number five is to automate. Okay, so once we have selected our SOP format and once we've started to put the SOP together, you want to make sure that your SOP is a living document in your business. Okay, so please do not let your SOPs collect digital dust on your workspace. Make sure that you've made it a living document. And the easiest way to do this is to create task templates in your project management tool. So for me, an example of an SOP that is automated in my project management tool is my blog creation process. So I have a task template within Asana and every time I am creating a new blog, I copy and paste that task into a new task and within that task, there are already a predetermined number of steps, which are already indicated what the steps are. And there is a link to the Word document version of the SOP. And you can do this easily for any other project management system that you are on, really. So with Trello and ClickUp, they are a bit more advanced in terms of the free version. So you can actually have a template and every time you create a new task, you don't have to copy and paste, but you can actually create the task from templates. So it's kind of like fewer steps um, than the free version of Asana, but it still works well if you are going to copy and paste the task template. So make sure that you are creating workflows, creating steps within your task management system so that that SOP is actually being used in practice. Then number six is to create checklists. Checklists are so useful if you want your team or yourself to make sure that you meet certain requirements before considering a task or activity as completed. It is so easy to forget a specific item that maybe needs to be done as part of this task. And sometimes it's not even part of a set of steps, right, of the SOP. So sometimes it's just something you need to check that has been done or that has been formatted in a certain way before you, you mark the specific task as complete, for example. So make sure you create those checklists and you can even put those checklists in your project management tool and you can tick on each of the items of that checklist to make sure that every time you complete this task, it is done the exact 
consistent and standard way according to your business standards. Then lastly, you want to make sure you review and refine your SOP workspace. So creating SOPs doesn't just end there. You have to continually look at whether the steps within your SOPs make sense. Are you maybe using different resources now and you need to update your SOP to indicate that? Are the people who are responsible for the SOP, are they still the same people six months later? All those things need to be updated in your SOPs. So make sure you take time at least twice a year to look at your SOPs and ensure that they continue to remain relevant. And of course, accordingly, you will need to update your task management system to reflect the new or updated elements of your SOPs. So the bottom line is you really want to start creating an operating blueprint for how you want your business to run. Whether you have a team or not, doing this now is going to save you a lot of headache, especially before you hire a team. And if you already have a team in place, that's okay. You can start, you can still start setting up your SOPs and you can even get your team members to help you set up your SOPs. So your business really shouldn't have to stall just because someone has left the business or just because you've decided to take a weekend off. And SOPs are really going to make it easy for you to build flexibility and freedom in your business without losing revenues. For example, if someone decides to quit her job in your business and now you're left with a vacancy and you're left with so many other tasks now that you have to take on or you have to quickly find a replacement, those things can really slow down a business and can really actually stop your business from making sales over a certain period or number of days until you get the right person back in place. But if you have SOPs, you could really reduce the amount of business interruption that comes with every day-to-day operational issues, right? Because people will come and go. You might need to take time off that you haven't even planned from your business. And what's going to happen then if you do not have the SOPs? Okay, so that's just my pep talk for reminding you of the importance of setting these foundations, even before you think about systems and automation in your business. Okay, so a few SOPs you could start creating. I did mention a few at the start of the podcast, but here are just a few others you could think of are your content creation workflows. Those take a lot of time. Start putting them in place because you never know when you're actually going to need someone else to come and help you in the content creation process. And maybe you already have someone who is helping you in this email organization and folder management. It's so interesting how much time we spend in our emails and it's not a great habit, but if you have an organization system, it really helps to reduce the amount of time that is spent going through emails social media analytics, lead generation, team member recruitment and orientation. All these are examples of activities for which you could start creating your SOPs now. Okay, so if you have any questions, do let me know. And if you want help on how to set up these SOPs and set up the operating framework and foundation for your business, let's hop onto a free systems audit and I can help you map out which areas need SOPs and how to get started.
Okay, if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram or if you feel you don't know where to start and this just feels a bit too overwhelming because sometimes as the experts, we tend to talk through these things as if they are everyone's bread and butter. And I get that systems, processes, workflows is not everyone's bread and butter and doesn't come naturally to everyone. So let's get on a free systems audit call. We'll evaluate where you are at in your business from an operation standpoint, what your day-to-day activities and operations look like, and where we can extract the biggest value by doing an overhaul on your key systems. And if you feel you are ready to go in deeper, I do have a VIP intensive. It's called the Solo to CEO VIP intensive, and I'll drop a link in the show notes. It is by application only. And there we go even deeper. It's a four hour intensive followed up with a full systems implementation plan in terms of an overhaul of every single area of your business. So we look at your business development, we look at your marketing, we look at your content creation, your CRM, how do you manage onboard, offboard clients? We look at the admin part of it, which is often ignored when it comes to systems, but we do an entire look through your business operations and an overhaul and setting up the systems that are going to help you scale sustainably. Okay, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week. Hi, before you leave, I want to give you an exclusive invite into my Facebook group, the Solo to See Your Community for Female Coaches, where I go live weekly to give you my tips, tactics, and strategies to help you unlock your next level business with the power of profitable systems and automations. If you like what you hear on the podcast, I go in there even deeper in the community to help you scale your business faster and get even more clients with systems that are designed to scale your business. Sounds like something you need? Jump in by clicking rebeccak.co forward slash community in your browser or check out the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to connect and welcome you in there. In the meanwhile, do share my podcast with your fellow business besties and tag me in your Insta stories while you're at it at this is Rebecca K. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now.